0: to the wise men say podcast we're back after a break nothing much has been going on um quiet christmas the rebel alliance as the club like to think of us <laughs> <laughs> we, we might we might touch on that later but um i think that statement speaks for itself uh, we'll talk about the game of football because we won and uh seven points actually in the last three games that's not bad is it um joining um Myself and Luke Skywalker tonight is um, Phil I'll Smith. Ask, uh,
1: who are you then? Are you Han Solo, or are you? Chewbacca, probably. <laughs> you said it. I'm more Chewbacca, I would say. Yeah. Mickey would be Chewbacca. Sorry, Mickey. He won't be, though. He's got the frame for it. Uh,
0: Phil Smith from the Sunderland Echo. Good evening. Had a good break? Well, you haven't really had a break, I haven't, I haven't Phil, a, to be fair. I haven't
2: had any kind of break, but yeah.
0: We'll when when they talk we'll about find. winter breaks and stuff, the players are you always like, yes, I'm up for that as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I want a winter break <laughs> in a week's warm weather training in Mallorca or wherever. That's uh, that's my hope for 2020.
0: Would you go along to those, if I had one of those, do you think? Hmm? Would, you, would the fundum be there to send you along to one of those? Should I uh,
2: uh, I'll go for a diplomatic <laughs> no comment on that one.
0: <laughs> We're also joined by Chris Blythe again. And... Um, Involved with uh, the red and white army, Chris, and the and the and the flags. Is it what's the official name for the flags? Does it have an official name, or is it just part of red and white army? <laughs> it's Just part of red and white army. Because it used to be a f- an official thing. Be, I don't how, know, how, yeah, I I'm, I'm getting mixed it? up yeah. with that. I think. Yeah. 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 And um. uh, how was your um, clothing um, business went over Christmas? It sold out very quickly, didn't you? Yeah, it did. Um, it was
3: a it was a busy Black Friday. Um, then sold out. Just getting the stock back in now, and, and just working on some, some new products, really jackets, uh, gileas, and different things like that.
1: Do you know what is Tim Sherwood coming in? Have you heard something? Tim Sherwood <laughs> with his <laughs> salute and uh, He's all the jazz. In. He's coming in. The jackets. I would buy one of the jackets. They look great. But you could, if the jackets come out, WMS10. The checkout from the terraces.co.uk and get yourself one of them. But in the meantime, buy something else using the code as well. What a treat. Absolutely, yeah. It the does grid. what it says in the table. Like, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. No, like, no, go for it. Chris, yeah, yeah, is, like, Chris is like, well, it's all right. I uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. ball better before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so that's good. Um, should we look, how far, do we sh- how far should we look back? Should we just look back at the weekend's game or do you want to go a bit further than that? Because I think there's been, I want to know what's changed. So these last three games have been like the Tradme game all over again. And I know we had a quick discussion uh, in the car, Phil. Fitness and the conditioning coach plays a part. I think it's fair to acknowledge. Confidence then plays a part because they played so well at Doncaster, I think. But it's more than that, isn't it? It's changed. The set-up's changed. The attack and intent isn't changed. The um, wing-backs aren't full-backs anymore, the wing-backs. What has been the marker, do you think, for, for these? Because these last three games, apart from the A one, to me, stand out in isolation for Parkinson's reign.
2: Yeah, I think there's been some they've had a helping hand in moments the centre half running past the ball uh, oh, it always helps at the key moment in games but I think that I think to me just even, just from watching them y- you can see how they're going to going to hurt the opposition and I think the big thing for me is now when the when the ball goes into to Charlie Wyke there's people around him you know you go back to those Gillingham games the ball would go up to Charlie Wyke and there'd just be no one anywhere near him it was immaterial whether he wins the header or not now all of a sudden you've got Gooch and Maguire who look fit who look motivated? They're dropping onto those balls straight away. Hume, I think, has been terrific. He's constantly, um, constantly there, providing an option, and you can begin to see that opposition teams are worried about that. You can, you can clearly see now that they are facing up to Sunderland and they're worried about what Sunderland could do with them at the moment in an attacking sense. And I think that's probably the biggest difference for me that you're finally starting to see bodies regularly getting to the final third and getting, getting support of. If the target man, if you are going to play quite direct and if you are going to look to the target man, you've got to get bodies around it. Um, and yeah, I think they've set a little bit of a little bit of a benchmark to be fair.
1: Um, it's, it's funny with Hugh, isn't it? Because he, if when you read after the game, because I come, I come away thinking he played really well there, and then you like go on Twitter and it's 50 50. Some people are quite negative about it. I, I, Some
0: people are taking exception to his defensive capabilities, I think, but <coughs> again, and and Mickey Gray had this problem, and he went on to play for England. Init- I, th- I don't see that as an issue, where because th- in the modern game, you want your full-backs to be able to get forward. So I don't have a problem with him doing that well first. Uh, the more he plays, especially at this level, he will get better defensively, or I would hope well, he would.
1: You'd hope he wasn't, wouldn't be under too much defensive pressure playing for Sunderland in League One. That would be my hope. And you've not, I've never seen a... Like he goes past people... Who do you think like they, they are? not g- there. Oh yeah, he, does, he goes past people like they're not there. Doesn't, doesn't he? It's weird. Like he's, no. the way he carries a ball and runs with it, but he can't head the ball. I don't know if you seen no, him like attempt he to always, head it. It looks he, quite like a child trying he, to head he the ball. He tends
3: to uh, when it comes out, and he's trying try to. He, he tends just to try and put the other player off yeah. to not win. The I used header. to do that. Would be fair when I played fullback. But he's. I, I think he's he's class. I think he's he's one of those players where I think you can see a real potential, and um, I haven't seen that for a long time. Where I think. I think eventually he'll go, he'll go to um, he'll go to a bigger club and he'll, he'll do really well. I can just see the potential. I Don't really do. I'll get rid of him, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know, but you can see it. It's so come
0: cool. through the youth system as well. Zad. I I feel, I feel a bit guilty about how much he got hammered after that first game of the season against Oxford when he really got yeah. hammered, didn't he?
2: Well, I think there's a couple of things on that. One is there's just an inevitability, something to funneling so much through him in an attacking sense that if he's putting in 15, 20 crosses into the box in a game, A lot of them aren't going to find someone who's going to head it in the back of the net. So he's always going to get a bit of criticism for that. But I think he's just someone who we've talked a lot about his defensive things. I mean, this is a guy you've got to remember. He's never had a lone move. And sometimes as a young player, you've just got to go through that experience where at Ipswich they were so direct, so physical. And he'll come away from that thinking, I've got to sort that side of my game out, otherwise I'm never going to get anywhere. And you can have all the attacking threat you like. You've got to do that. And I think the start of the season was just him going through that quite painful process. Of probably realising what he actually needed to be a successful, you know, senior senior full, fullback in men's football, and he's st- I think he's still on that process. But I mean, he's got a hell of a lot going for him in his favour.
0: Other individual performances that stood out: Lyndon Gooch's inclusion back in the team. I know he's been out. It's been. I think we all knew we were missing him, but I don't think anybody realised quite how much yeah. he's made. He's <laughs> made such a difference to the team, hasn't he?
1: I was just going to say something about: Are you going to come back to formation or anything like that you later, or because I don't want to like drag it back on the get a segue kind of, formation yeah, too late yeah, uh, too no, early? I was, just, do you I was think. just going to make the point that's quite interesting that you could argue. I'll put, I'll put
0: the brakes on the segue then, and we'll, we'll <laughs> go ar- back and look at the formation.
1: Could it be argued that bizarrely, the thing that probably cost Jack Ross's job is actually the thing that could probably save Phil Parkinson his? Because we started the season and obviously through pre-season trying to play this 3-4-3 or with wing-backs, whatever, and it was rancid. And then we reverted to it and looked very comfortable, and now they look like a team who are more than capable of playing. So Jack
0: Ross, will be going, I did that.
1: It's it's funny, isn't it? But it's funny, (laughs) though, because...
0: I trained them out to play like that.
1: By the way, you, you still can't forgive... Going to Gillingham for a point with that system. No, no, no. Do you know what I mean. I, I, but, and, well, that that, was, that's was, something that'll come back to the That was a
2: fundamentally different system because it you was, had to, it, you had to bock and McGovern yeah. at fullback. So mm-hmm. and you know formations are defined by personnel. So that absolutely. formation at Gillingham was not the formation that played the yeah. last couple of days. Don't, yeah, yeah, I yeah agree. And, of. And, and, totally agree.
0: And that's the point that we're trying to make. So when people, you know, we went quite heavy on, on Parkinson, but this is this was a manager who come in with like a ninety percent win record. We
1: weren't that harsh to Parkinson. We only had that. Just Sack Phil podcast, <laughs> which George P- P- Colton d- made him aware of, so thanks for that, George. He said he doesn't read um, podcasts, that's what apparently Phil's response was, so he's also a daft, well, that's what we've learned about Phil Parkinson. More, Pro- probably it? for the best. In but yeah, well, yeah. I don't know, it's a good listen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, might uh, pick it's, something up.
0: It's, also, it's not us rewriting history, this, this, You know, those games at Hopin' to Burn, away at Gillingham, at Hopin' Bolton on Boxing Day even. <laughs> were five defenders playing defensively and he was coming out and insinuating he would have been happy with a point, And this is what the difference is. Now he's not doing that. So it's fine and we're not backtracking. You know, nobody wants it to work out more for him than me. But there's been a clear change, hasn't there? In, in, in system yeah,
2: and, 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 and I do, and I do think that the, the, the fitness is a big thing. I won't bang on about it loads, but I, I just think you can see that the players have that conviction in what they're doing, um, and I think they probably increasingly believe in themselves and execute that press. And you look at that second goal, and yeah, it's a terrible defending. Lincoln have been the artist so of their own downfall, but Maguire does really, really well. And you know, there's a guy who I think that regime, if you like, to start to have a positive effect on. He's probably also realizing as well that he's got six months on a deal, and he'll probably never have it as good as he's got here. And so it's all these combination of factors. But I do think there's been clearly the. The change in personnel has made a huge difference. Um, but I think, in fairness, you are beginning to see maybe there is a little bit more capability to play that pressing game that, that makes it a lot more attacking
1: as well.
0: Can we talk about individual performances now, Gareth? do you want us to continue I on this?
1: I've, I've always been a massive fan of the Black 3 as you, as you well know, going I do away well way know. back in the day. Way
0: back. Christmas tree formation. Christmas tree formation. For you.
1: <laughs> but it, it is, like you say, it's not about the. The system itself, it's the, the person. And I think it's the I think that's the most attacking formation you can play for the back three bec- because it gives you the freedom um to put more attacking players with you know, in the opposition half with cover.
3: I just think you've got to look at somebody like Flanagan. He's he's not suited to a four four two. I think he's too weak, gets muscled off the ball. Where if you look at um his performance at the weekend—it's more—he's more of a ball-playing centre half. I know he kicked that one out down the line, which wasn't great, but that was
2: the highlight of day. By like, the way, it was great. It,
3: it was great in a way. It was just it's like yeah, But he—he he suits that formation, and I think um, not that he's here and he's not getting a game because he's injured. But someone like Jack Baldwin would suit that as well, where you've got a bigger centre half alongside somebody like Oz Turk. Um, you know, in Willis has obviously got his pace, so I think I think him coming back in Flanagan's a bit of a positive for me.
1: Do you think Oster gets enough credit? Because he always seems to just quietly come in and play pretty well. Uh, Elaine like for uh, like he rarely puts a foot wrong in a game. Like he ne- like and everyone talks about Willis. There. Well, and that's that even makes it better, doesn't it really? That the, the cynical hand balls.
2: I've got I've got so much respect for Elaine and like you know, we've, we've all had a laugh at the Turkish series and the programs and the cynical handballs, which all adds to the charms. But, like, seriously, this guy does not get enough credit because the amount of times in 18 months, you've kind of thought, oh, well, that's him done because he drops out the picture or whatever. He always ends up back in the team. And that's because of what you're saying, because actually he doesn't do an awful lot wrong. And, you know, he doesn't make a huge amount of errors. Um he's more than willing to put his hand in the line of duty and take the yellow card when required Um, he knows his limitations doesn't he he does he does and and, and he understands that and I mean I'm biased because you know you have have your favourites when you speak to players and (coughs) the lame's great and I know how much he cares and how much he wants to be a success but he he does not get enough credit because the amount of times you've kind of thought he's never you know we've probably seen the last of a lame and he always ends up because because ultimately managers realise they can
1: rely on him he never gets and, like, you know when we talk about the centre-halves, well, it feels like we've had loads of centre-halves in the last 80 months and there's always loads of debate about them and can that person be dropped? And, like, Ozturk seems to get be playing quite well and then gets dropped. and I then think, But then he, he never, like, he never seems to, like, soak. He probably just, like, goes home and watches Turkish film or eats Turkish food, goes to Turkish training, whatever that might be, and then... Gets on with his job and then he gets back in the team.
3: It's I class. think he's 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 complimented. I think I think it's all about you know getting those partnerships on the pitch and he hasn't got much pace. <clears> but when you've got somebody like Willis to get him out of trouble, it, it, it comes back down to, I think Johnny Johnny Evans and and Nosworthy, you know when they played together, Nosworthy had the pace and the power to to to, to kind of get Evans out of trouble when when he couldn't make it back. And I, I think that's working with Oz Turk and Willis. And then Flanagan just compliments it, it was, I think.
1: Willis at the weekend. I was going to say when he rinsed that guy. Yeah, he was about ten yards behind yeah. him. He just yeah. like went, "I oh, put the afterburners on here," and like it was ridiculous. Comfortable. You've
0: mentioned defenders in the last eighteen months. We have not had a better one than that, have we? That was, half. That was a great sign.
2: I know yeah. there's yeah. rightly been a lot of criticism of my recruitment, but that was a, that was a gr- really really good sign.
1: Yeah, agree. Unlucky not scored the weekend as well.
3: I think he's one you can look at and see he could play in the championship. I think.
1: Definitely. 100%. He's fast. Yeah. You know, he's fast and he's got... Reads the game well. Yeah, he's got a good head. Like, you know, he's calm. Maybe that was something that went against him at the start where, you know, he's a little bit maybe too casual. Yeah. So weird passes out. Of, I remember like you just passing the ball out of play like simple like eight, nine yard passes and he'd kick it straight out and things like that. And it was a bit odd. Maybe he was just, I don't know, maybe he was just too too relaxed. I don't know, but he seems... Very comfortable, and uh, you know it was a great display of, you know, almost authority. In I've been playing within myself in this game, Mm -hmm. and the the lad went past him, and he, you know, and he just burned them off and nicked the ball back in front of him, and you know, I I bet you that was the quickest sprint of any Sunderland player this season. If you look in the stats, I know it's like a weird thing to say, but I bet you it is because he absolutely roasted them, and like it will be. If any, if anyone's listening <laughs> at the club and you want to provide that information, that's fine. I don't think they listen to us anymore. I always remember Jordy, well, might actually, but, you know.
0: Jordy Craddock doing that to Danny Murphy once back in the day. <laughs> Danny Murphy was a well or past halfway line, it looked like he was through on goal, and it seemed like Jordy Craddock just jogged past him and just like took the ball away from, turned around and passed
1: it. Jordi Craddock
0: down is like quick. No, I, I think Danny Murphy must have just been really slow. Yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe player, though, Danny Murphy. He you was when he And then he went to Charlton. I think that his game, remember when Darren Ben scored twice against so us in that game?
0: The opening game of the so season. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it was a, an absolute massive deflate. There's, uh, a, there's uh, a great podcast we've done fantastic.
2: on. Famous on the one-on-ones. I remember Gary Brain trying to catch Thierry Henry. McShane trying to catch Fernando <laughs> Torres. You could do, like, the good, yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe we'll think about niche. niche. Yeah, maybe we'll think of all good ones and try and... Ben was quick at his day. He must have. <coughs> but I can't
1: specifically remember any particular ins- no, incidents. No, no. It's
3: like we've just discovered defenders need pace. <laughs> <you>, isn't it? <laughs> what pace?
1: Any, like, any players with pace. It's if like you, a revelation if you're a, to a, the scout yeah, yeah, If you are a player capable of league playing in League One and you do have pace, please contact uh, t.corton c- c- at sefc.com <laughs> c- c- <laughs> c- and he send you CV. Send you sprint times.
0: probably tony.corton just to be pedantic. Oh, i would imagine right. i don't know that for we haven't sure given out anything?
1: is it, hopefully we haven't <laughs> you know break broken gdpr <laughs> or something prob- by giving prob- out is no no <laughs> email be, address. it will
0: be in the public domain so i wouldn't worry about that okay that's you can't point. you can't have a pra- you know just have that standard format like at SCFC.com and hope and hope and say <clears> you accuse people of breaking gdpr can you
1: <laughs> i never thought we'd be talking about this tonight <laughs> in the last two weeks and, uh, but there you
0: and, go. Uh, i would try and get my head out of it like, I actually, I mean, that the first half I, I was at Doncaster, and um, played really, really well. Got you know, got won all the second balls, moved it quickly, played well throughout the game. This one was more first half, and I think the tired second half. What I would say, Phil, is when you've mentioned the the fitness thing, I still think personally the change in in system and the attack and intent has helped a lot. What is clearly down to the fitness um, improvements is the way that they're pressing from the front. They were, they were hunting in packs of three at times, you know, three players surrounding a defender yeah. and putting them under pressure. That does come down to fitness and conditioning.
2: Yeah, and Maguire is the best example of that. And you know, we don't need to keep hammering the point. I'm, I'm not sure he would have been able to produce that at certain stages. But I, I mean, also as well, you know, you've got to place the context of three games into the whole season so far and we've had plenty of occasions where we've players like Maguire we've thought right he's cracked it and you know and he hasn't been able to maintain it so that's the thing and I think if you know while we all acknowledge the improvements in the last few games you know the the performances before that are still there and so you've got to maintain it over a longer period but it certainly seems like and the the, the pennies dropped with a few players and they seem capable of of executing what Partinson wants to do them And, and Maguire is a great example of that and like I say, I suspect the fact that he's also playing for new contracts probably helping as well.
0: Few players playing for new contract.
2: Yeah, loads of them. <laughs> <laughs> and Every you know, single one? When we when we spoke to John, when I spoke to John McLaughlin last, last week, obviously it wasn't the main kind of thing that came away from it was the, the contracts and what have you. But he, he was quite honest about that and said, "Look, if you're at this level and you're not playing well, you know there's not going to be loads and loads of options for you. So it's a, it's a massive motivation at, at this level." Um, so yeah, I'm sure, that'll, we sure make, that'll be we some that will be make come that are yeah. we are
0: we <laughs> <laughs> are we putting uh, are we putting the improved performances down on that then instead of giving the manager credit?
2: <laughs> it's a combination of of <laughs> numerous factors that we'd like to see, <laughs> like to see well, for a few a well, few more
1: matches on 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 that. So you know, obviously we've obviously been talking about you know the improvement and you know, obviously we were very strong in our opinion about you know what's gone on over the last you know two, two or three months under Parkinson um, and he's still got a lot of work to do to achieve the goal that was set um, for him by the club when he when he was appointed
0: still a lower position than we were um, when yeah, he was appointed
1: we, we are um, but you know all we need it is it does I know the, the lads have touched on the reactions over Christmas it is frustrating because you're like well why haven't we done why haven't we yeah. done this sooner And if you if we don't, the really annoying thing is if you beat Gillingham, or you beat Burton, we're like three points off second with a game in hand, and it and it goes to show that the league this season terrible is not very good. I couldn't sleep last night. Um, Thinking about um, how bad the league. No, I was thinking (laughs) thinking about. I was. was was, It was like, you know, in in a Father Ted reference, a Christmas Father Ted reference, you know, when um, Mrs. Doyle accuses, um, uh, well, not accuses, sorry, uh, she suggests that Ted is only the second best priest, Um, and he has that moment when he's walking the beach and all the characters are (laughs) coming and going, the second best priest. So I was like tossing and turning (laughs) last night after being called a bully and uh, all this on Total Sport last night. Um, And I was like, all these like Sunland callers were like coming into my eye line (laughs) and abusing me. Um, So so instead of doing that, what I decided to do was go through the last um, 11 seasons um, in League One and see what was the total that got you automatic promotion. Um, And there was only the lowest points total for automatic promotion in the last 11 years in League One was 83 points um and the highest was 96 points it's quite high isn't it um but you're looking probably generally i would say if you average it out would be like 88 89 points across the across the 11 years but obviously this year um given how poor the league is and also taking into consideration there's obviously two games fewer for every team um you could have done it on average points per game, I guess. Um, but I didn't, because I couldn't be bothered to work all that out. I mean, I I'm not that sad. I had to get up and get the get shower and get to work, didn't I? So I just did, like, deducted four points off each one and six points off each one to, like, kind of see... I hope people are know, still aware ...where yeah. it was. Um, and the lowest points total um, was 83 points. Um, so, obviously, if you took four points off that, assuming you'd get a, a win in the draw against that... newly promoted team would bring you down to 79 and if you took six off it presumably you'd won both that would bring you down to 77 and 77 would be the lowest points total achieved by a team to finish second in league one in the last including this season would be 12 seasons Um, so is 77 points going to be enough to get automatically promoted
3: so you're saying we're going up?
1: no what I'm saying no no I'm saying well (laughs) and we have to win 14 of our last 21 games to achieve the lowest total achievement to records, get. It, I think no, it could be. And I think the league's poor enough for it to be within that 77. Funnily enough, um, Phil Parkinson's bought and got promoted in second with 86 points. And if you deducted uh, six points off that, it would be 80 points to get promoted. And I think a few weeks ago, s- suggested, you know, win 15 games, 80 points, would that be enough to get you up? So if he wins 15 of the last. 21 games. I would say we're getting promoted, but can you say? Can you well, see, we haven't? We've only beaten one team.
2: Yeah.
0: It, yeah. There's the been lake. an upturn in form, but enough to suddenly see we're going to win. Exactly.
1: B- but, but also, that's, but that's,
3: that's there's nobody. There's nobody running away with it. You look at Ipswich, oh, the no. bottom, bottom of the form table, in Peterborough,
0: who everybody's. You know, there's the only really Oxford. You look six. at them, the Oxford at the minute. You look and think
1: Well, I, uh, Rotherham a second. Mm. You know, and that's they. You know, they were 15th when we played and they've them been on a great run. You know, and. It's it's frustrating because you think you know we score that penalty and go two 0 up against them we win that game everything looks very different.
3: I think everything's just frustrating. If you look at you know people saying, well, the fitness is here now, it's kind of like well, where's it been since the summer? You know it's it's just it's really really frustrating. But you know I've I've said about Parkinson I didn't think he was the the right appointment. Um, I w- I wasn't too keen on him, and then obviously on the back of the results, but you've got to. You've got to kind of give him some credit over the last few games, but equally, if he if he doesn't replicate that over the next three games, he's he's quite rightly because his his remit this season is getting promoted, and if he doesn't get us promoted, he's failed. It's similar. It's,
1: it's absolutely criminal, like the teams like Peterborough and Ipswich. You know, you look at them and go, like, well, how have you? How are you where you are? Like mm-hmm. Peterborough, I think have lost four on the bounce. Ipswich haven't won in eight. Like we we, I remember after the Burton game we did the reaction and we were like, well, that's a season over because you work on the basis that the teams at the top of the league are going to maintain some semblance of good form. And they haven't, they haven't. and, and it, it it's opened the door now for anyone in the top twelve probably to, there. Portsmouth, Portsmouth will be saying the same yeah, thing. Oh, what, absolutely, what yeah. what and
2: and, you, and you've got to sustain it as well because if you if you look over the past, fest- we're talking about three good summer performances and rightly so, but. Coventry over the first period won three out of three and they mm. scored four and two of them.
0: Including winning Wickham 4 1. Exactly. Mm. So, I mean, <coughs> Cle- they, seem,
2: they seem to have done what people want yeah, them to do. And, and you look at Oxford's points per game, etc., it doesn't look particularly impressive now, but when I think they won something like one of the first seven or something like that. So you then take that off and suddenly you think, okay, this is a team that's been pretty consistent for a reasonable amount of time. So I think Sunday have absolutely got a chance, but you've also got to be really really realistic and say that you're going to have to produce a very long run of form that is so far removed from what you've had all season because although the points gap isn't that big there's a lot of teams you've got to get past um, and, and some of them actually poor starts of the season whatever kind of retracts from the fact that they have been a decent side for a little period of time now um, rather than being another one of those so I'm still personally I'm still relatively pessimistic um, even if you look at the Fleetwood game it could quite easily have gone another way, as much I mean, as Sunderland did they, deserve a point. They were poor. They were. They, were, they were, but they could have been 2 0 up yeah. if the centre half heads it in. Paddy Madden missed a couple of big chances. I'm not trying to do down what Sunderland have done recently, but it's just it's going to take a huge shift. And I think, I don't think, I do think the league will probably get to about where it normally, normally is. I just think we haven't seen those teams. I think some teams will do that, and Sunderland are going to have to be one of them. Um, but it is going to take a very, very it's going to take a good January, and it's going to take a long run of form. Um, and, and fingers crossed, that can do it. Because you have to, you have to give manager credit, no matter what you've said before. That at the moment the team looks, you can see how they're going to win games. Um, and fingers crossed that continues. Yeah, we
1: have to win. I would say next ten games, we have to win seven of them. It's how it, I would it, say, and then the It's who you're playing as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because so you,
3: you know, you you play somebody like Portsmouth, and you don't beat them, but you beat somebody further down. It's you know, that's going to be. That's going to make our season. If we if we can get some big wins against the, the the bigger teams, Saturday will be
1: a statement. Yeah, win.
0: Yeah, if they can win Saturday, I think they'll do
1: it. I think psychologically as well for Wickham, on the back of their poor run, I think they haven't. I think they might have lost four on the bounce actually, or I think they've only taken one point from the last twelve. Maybe they might look at the at the dribble with Ipswich actually. Yeah, so they, they have taken one from the last twelve, but. They might look at it on Saturday and go there looking at, look, if we're really serious about going up here, we've probably sustained it longer than people expected. Mm. If we go to Sunderland and get a positive result, we can still have that self-belief that we can get promoted. Whereas if they lose the game, they might be thinking, oh, you know, the wheels, you know, we, we can't sustain this. The wheels really do, really have come off. So it could be, you know, a good opportunity to, you know, put put some of those teams under pressure not just in terms of points, but and T- Portsmouth will be thinking the same because they'll get like I wouldn't be surprised if they got in the playoffs and we got in the playoffs at the end of the season, right? But both teams should be thinking, you know, all the, the teams above us capable of sustaining? The, I know the game in hand is talked about, but seven of the top ten have got games in hand. Um, I think everyone's there's only three teams played 24 in the top 10 and everyone else has played 23 Doncaster have only played 21 um, so and they're not that far off the top 10 so they could go on a little surge although they were pretty poor against us I thought yeah. and we've got to play them later in the month but it's a big it's a big month with Wickham M.G. Dons have come into form we've got them um, and uh, Tranmere at home who were sorry Tranmere away who were Got a pretty poor side, Um so you you know you'd be you'd be e marking Really, you want ten points in the next four games, don't you? Really, ideally, and as I say,
0: last time you said something like this was when we went on that crash. Well, it's not my before fault. the Rotherham you game. You like, like, some, what we need yeah. to be doing is iron up nine points or, or like one or something.
1: Yeah, some people <laughs> might want to blame us for everything, but you can't blame <laughs> us for, for the results. But you've you've got it. You've got um, you know you've. you've or it said from the start of the season, twenty seven wins will get you promoted, in my opinion. I mean it looks a lot lower than that now. Um but we need uh, we need at least fourteen wins from the last twenty one games. It's you know and that's a lot of that's a lot of wins to to get automatically promoted, which is the goal.
0: We're gonna move on to transfers just now. Phil, I know you said you feel pessimistic. <coughs> But does that mean in terms of automatic promotion, or does that mean in terms of top uh, six? Cause automatic? Because yeah. this league is that bad. Yeah, I cannot see something finish lower than sixth personally. No,
2: I, I still think someone will get into the playoffs. I, I, I personally at the moment I still can't see them getting into the top two um, unless they bring in some a very good striker. Because I still don't think the work the goalkeeping up from inside the box. To be honest, that's still my opinion. Others might disagree, but I still think there's some real issues, even if I, if we acknowledge the major improvements in the last three games. But I still think they should have enough to get into the top six.
0: We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll do a little break now. We'll drop an advert in. Maybe. <laughs> someone well, drop, we, someone don't, drops we don't in. drop an advert in. The apart from, prod, for, apart, the apart from for Chris. Drops
1: the advert in. Yeah, yeah. Shall we do an advert for Chris go when we then. Back?
0: put back? Go on then.
1: Well, well, when we come back, we'll hear from our... Uh, our, our official clothing partner from the terraces. From the terraces, in association with Wiseman's Day podcast. And there you go. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know what to say. I haven't written that down. I mean, oh, you—you you so couldn't I, tell. it yeah, <laughs> so like you really rehearsed. My brain's—I'm really tired. My brain scrambled. I was up at five thirty <clears> writing down but writing down the last 11 second place finishers points total in league 1 so I'm sure you I know. did that piece last year as well you could just did pull you? it up yeah I'll see if oh, I'm together all right no, no don't, don't do that <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've probably got them all on file somewhere no, like right. playoffs calm like, down uh, <laughs> sure enough
0: <laughs> oh look at me I thought it was first <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pathetic but, but Phil did it for his job at work in an yeah, office did, yeah, I'm not loading it. over it
2: is I, I, you know it is my job I'm not, there. Yeah, I'm yeah. not boasting about it now you're saying oh I got paid for it didn't take you three hours
1: didn't it took me about four minutes
0: oh did it yeah yeah Need nowhere. To look, transfers. What does Sunderland need to do with the transfer window? You've already um, suggested, Phil. I think I'll be surprised if anybody disagreed with the fact that Sunderland need, if they're going to play in this way, a centre forward. Somebody who yeah. can haul a ball up, who can rat about defenders, and who can score goals, ideally. Come cheap, those, don't they?
2: Yeah, just go, go and get them. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in Sunderland's history suggests they're pretty easy to find, so just go and get them.
0: Would that be your number one priority, yeah
2: hundred percent I think um my two personally, my two priorities would be a center forward and another central midfielder because if partinson's going to play the way he's going to play, which he is um I still think you could you could do with a bit more legs in there um someone with a bit more physicality um would
0: that be either or in terms of either bringing in a midfielder like you say somebody. Who's got the legs? Who's got who's got the physicality? Who could maybe he's maybe got a goal threat? Some people would argue Luke or oh Nine's that man, and you go out and buy a right back and move Luke.
2: Uh, potentially, yeah, potentially. I'm, I'm probably thinking. I think Luke's probably if you were going to push him further forward, you'd probably play him as one of the tens. I think rather than the two. Okay. Sem- I think I'm probably thinking more as an alternative to Dobson. I think it's a big. I, I really like George Dobson. I think he'll have a good career, but I think it's a big ask to for him to go and do however many games it is from now until the end of the season. So someone is an alternative to him. I think Max Power's playing pretty well at the moment, and I think he's fairly dependable. But I would like another option alongside him. I'd love to think that Ethan Robson could come back and stake his claim to be that player. I think he fits the profile in a lot of ways. Bit of goal threat
1: um, gets about the pitch, but I've said that a lot, so we'll have to wait and see. That's I'm laughing because um, I'm sure somebody's tweeted us a question. It, it popped up um, when you were talking before, and it said something, the starting was like, why do players seem to get better the longer they're out the team? Question mark Ethan Robson dot dot dot. <laughs> so I'll find out that question. So <laughs> well, I think you've just said
0: it. You look for an credit yeah, yeah, person, yeah. I guess. But <clears throat> I don't know. He was even the the odd time he played. But what did you think of uh, of him, Chris? I think the odd time he played, he looked all right. Without saying yes, he he's the answer. But kind of factoring in that he he's a young lad and he's come for the first team, I thought. <laughs> Whenever you saw him play in the in the checker trade and stuff last year he looked really good. He played he played decent in the championship. Right, games. He played one
1: game in the checker trade and looked good.
0: Right, but he played games in the championship. I thought he always thought he looked all right. Pre season as
3: well. I I think he just offers something different. He's got a good left foot on him, he's 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 quite athletic, he's quite tall, um and he's totally different. Uh, he's strong on the
0: tackle. Yeah. He's, got he, a goal he's, threat.
3: he's totally different. Uh, um, you know, we had midfielders the same, you know, Catramal, McGauch, Ledbetter. They're all kind of if you had a silhouette, they would all look the same. You wouldn't know. I which wish one we still had kind of Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but that that's it with Robson. I think he just offers something different. And I think I think if we can get him in and get him fit, the the problem is is every time he's had a chance, he's getting injured. Um, but he's it's it's a big season for him because he's obviously out of contract in the summer. Um, um, yeah, oh. And he just scores goals, yeah. I think, as well.
2: I think I'll rephrase slightly what I said. It would be it would nice to we know for sure whether Ethan Robson can do it or not. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, nobody knows whether whether he's the answer. But he but it would 10 games. But, or it, but it, would would be nice, be? it would be nice to know for sure. Um, but either way, I, I do think that's a position of the pitch where they okay. could do with an alternative.
1: If he'd had as many jo- games as George Dobson had for Sunderland, would he have made as much of an impact for Sunderland as George Dobson? Well, I guess probably that's the question been, you've got he to ask, would have been innit? dropped if he Played like well, maybe. He's but actually, to be fair, he's played know, quite well honest, recently.
3: Like at, at the weekend, I thought it was his best game. <laughs> yeah, I and, agree, um, yeah. and And I, again, I think it's fitness. And he's, I've, he's I've, young have, as well, isn't he? He is, and I have, I've I've been critical <clears throat> of him. But I, you know, again, you've got to you've got to say he played he played well, and Long may continue. I don't, I don't want players to to drop out because they're not playing well. I want players on the bench that can't get in the team because because people are not giving them the opportunity that's the only thing I worry about with Robson if he comes back that he'll not get his opportunity again um, and then we're, we're going to end up losing him at the end of the season but again has he proven anything yet I just think he's one of these players that potentially we could end up getting rid of and you know three or four seasons you see him playing mm. ch- Championship Premier League and he know, you know like a so Litts, that, Aston it? Villa yeah, you know that type of player
0: I don't know Hurahan and John Egan and yeah, all those ones yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, let's not get depressed about those kind what of players. Um, other other positions and other kind of players, Phil, do you think? I've think I, I've got written down here that said that, that centre-forward would be one. Right-back, stroke, centre-midfield, depending on what you're going to do with Lugo 9, would be two. Another forward-wide player, or I guess the way he's played now, again, you could say Lugo 9 could fill one of those players, but I still feel like we're missing a bit of pace up front.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah. I think probably a month ago, your winger would have been if not number one mm. then certainly number two but if you're not playing with orthodox wingers it doesn't seem quite so urgent but I think you could still
0: you need a plan B as well don't yeah you, you
2: do and, and also you would like another alternative just for the reasons we've talked before it's it's great that Chris McGuire is playing so well at the moment but we have had spells like this where that's where he's gone off the boil so you would like another you would like another pacey I think alternative someone who can just get beyond Wyke as well That's I think that's a big thing at the it's moment two
0: versions of Gooch behind him yeah well
2: that would be ideal yeah. wouldn't it but you know <laughs> It's good to see that they're getting a bit more support to but you still think it would be nice to have that option who can get in behind him a bit more because with what more you can do that but you, you have to be realistic about how much you're going to get from him in terms of minutes and what have you so that is another option that in an ideal world you could definitely strengthen.
1: I mean in ter- I mean, we're talking about strengthening I mean all the talk so far has been weakening I mean I know Robson's coming back but it was said uh, there's other clubs interested in him on loan so that was uh, sort of a, a caveat It, it Suggest to me that he's coming back to go somewhere else, maybe at a high level. Um, secondly, obviously, well, the box gone, I mean...
3: That'd be our level, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> well, he might be going to Scott, He mightn't might go to Hibbs, mightn't he? I mean, that, I think that was well, a Mick, suggestion Mick somewhere. McNulty as well, he's... Well, as I was going to say, McNulty yeah. as well, so McNulty's been linked with a move.
3: Aberdeen, was it?
1: And uh, No, uh, I think no. that was Hibbs as well he's been oh, linked Hibbs. with, and, and McGee has gone to Aberdeen, so a, there's three players.
3: Plus McGeady.
1: McGeady has four players who were, you know, we're talking about strengthening. We've lost, lost four. So, do
3: you think we'll spend money?
1: Well, but uh, we, there was a suggestion we've we, we're going to spend money on a fella from Leeds or something who's in the last year of his contract who's been. Donald said twice now he's
0: going
1: to uh, he's going to invest
0: in the transfer window
1: and that Alan Nixon who seems to be. I've some be clued up on Sunderland stuff at the moment. He seems to have certain clubs that he knows stuff about, and at the moment, one of them seems to be Sunderland. So, whoever's given the information, maybe people need to be vetted from if they're in the club or whatever. But, um, suggestion that we're after that, Emerson is it, not Emerson Boyce? So you for Wigan, <laughs> Liam Boyce. From there, he was quite good. Who I who advice. I don't know
0: loads about, but, but
1: he's quite wh- wh- lively. But, wh- he? but when you look at Burton, yeah. his
0: name all seems to come up on the yeah, score yeah. sheet, he's, he's, yeah. a, he's a good player. Yeah. He'd, be a, he'd be a really yeah, good yeah, sign, be a good sign a good player.
1: Player. I think. He's quite an, how, like old he, how old is he? Do we Scored against us a mm, couple of times 27, I would oh. guess. At around that, he looks age. about 40, but <laughs> yeah.
2: And he always scores at the stadium tonight. Yeah, so
1: yeah. That, yeah. that always yeah. helps. He's an he's a like one, like when he plays against him, he's an annoying player. Well that is what we sort of. mean. Like, and he points himself in and, and, and
0: White's try to do that, uh, to be fair, I don't think that's his game. But he, he's tr- he's try to do it and he is the best forward we've got to do that, I guess. You know, Will Grigg is not going to do that with respect, is he? And McNutley as well. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. Hopefully they'll they'll get that done. Uh, sooner rather than later.
1: Um but I need to get moving. I mean, all the stuff off the pitch is kind of distracted a little bit from <coughs> what's the on what's pitch stuff. Like um in the, in the, we know we're gonna be eight days into the into the into January, probably you know, third of the way through January without anybody coming in and we've got games and we've you know to to win. So, and if it's so important that we strengthen this squad this this, this window, um, especially with players going out, then we need to get a shift on because games are running out. So, you know, we'd, I'd like to see some movement in this week um, in some capacity. And not another, like I know they have saying about Ben Alec training with us, but I don't want to see another goalkeeper coming in because it's it's not really adding any value, is it, so at this stage? Um, unless they decide they're going to sell McLaughlin in the window, which will probably go down really well, <laughs> but you, you never know, do you? Apparently, he's worth five is, million quid well, this summer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the
0: thing is, he's saying that it would go down really well, but they're going for free, and if suddenly they got half a million quid from them, yeah, whether you like it or not, that. a club trying to turn its finance around like us, you could kind of understand that. But Mc-
1: I mean, but to be fair, McLaughlin, after a pretty poor spell, he looks. Back to where he was at his best last season uh, in in recent weeks um so I'd be very disappointed if if we lost him now I'd rather wait until the summer and lose him for free than you know
3: it's a bit like the Marger situation yeah, isn't it you can you, can you <laughs> can say you can see almost why they did it, but in reality it's it shouldn't they should have just out his contract
1: there's a lot of posture in our goes on. Isn't there? it feels like we're kind of you know we're run a bit like you know some sort of locker room or something like that you know look look how big my player is that sort of thing you know and it's like you know we've, we've made this mistake before and it would be best advised not to make it again in my opinion i'd rather take i'd rather take the risk and take the hit and then find we, well, we found Lee Burge for free. If he's as good as McLaughlin, which is Pete we're talking about, then we found him for free, so you don't have to worry about it. Then you can get Ben a- Ben again in the summer. Then, but just give it. If you if you rate him as highly as those those options, just give it a len, and then do it. Then, if you want to do it, then. But give us. We've got to give ourselves the best chance of getting promoted this season. Um, and we've we've wasted two months of the season, so. Know, faffing about, like you know, you know, going to Gillingham for a point and things like that when we need to win games, you know.
3: Well, the scouting network's there
0: now, <laughs> apparently. <laughs>
1: Phil might know that. I don't know.
0: Are the scout networks in place? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, Phil. To be fair, Phil Parkinson is. Um, he has said that there's there's more scouts in place. Um, I think there's a couple in England and a couple abroad as well. He seemed. Relatively content with how the operation was functioning ahead of the window. Um, to be fair, that, that was his view on it. Um, whether that'll be the same at the end of the window, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, but you know, re- realistically, though, is a you know, scouting network. It's a long-term thing, isn't it? Of course, Do you know it's what it's I mean, it.
0: so. But you would hope any scout that was employed, the, prob- the problem if, he was, yeah, if he was the right person, would come in with his own ideas yeah, and targets straight away. Anyway,
1: when when you get somebody in the building, that's when you got to sign them isn't it. So it doesn't matter. It's all very well like agreeing fees and speaking to agents and all that, but when you get them in the building you've got to convince them to sign. And we've seen over the last eighteen months incidents where players I mean obviously Madges won in terms of it was our player and we, we unsuccessfully negotiated a new deal with him and then we made decisions based on that information to, to let him go at that point. Um and then you look at people like Lyle Taylor and stuff like that. And what happened there? And you know people have their own opinions on that, but when you're talking about bringing a player in who could, you know, potentially get you promoted, you've got to make sure you do it properly. And when you get them in the building, you don't let them out until they have signed that contract. Um, <clears throat> and and I think that's something we've we've definitely failed on in the last uh, in the last 18 months. Generally, personally, that's what I think. Anyway. But.
0: Well, we'll be back on Thursday. One more. It's been nice to be back. So- I want to mention the statement in any way before we go? <laughs> I mean think, yeah. to be fair, I had loads of like, bullet all points all and over. stuff and then I just think, like, is it even worth doing I just think the, con- the, the, the tone and the content of the statement from a a club of the size and with the, uh, the tradition of Sunderland Association Football Club speaks for itself. Um, all I would ask is that people just know that we... Whatever we say, we do it with the best interests of the club at heart. You might not agree with that. I've been going the game for 33 years. Some people who disagree with us have been going much longer than that. That's fine. I'm not trying to say I've been going the longer, longer, uh, to the games longer than you or anything like that. But just know that if groups or, or fanzines and podcasts decide to get together and unite like this, then surely there's a lot of thought and consideration and information that's gone to make us come up with that statement or th- make the decision that we've made. And please just give over with the idea that we think we speak for anybody but ourselves. We speak for us, and the people who do the joint statement with us speak for them. Now, if we say something and 15,000 people or whatever go on Twitter and either copy and paste it or retweet it, that's people deciding to agree with it. They are speaking for themselves. We're not speaking for them. They're speaking for themselves. Now, the support we've had far, far outweigh the negative responses we've had, although winning a win in the game suddenly seems to have, have made people go aggressive with us. And look, if people are going to get abusive with us, sometimes we, we instinctively might have a go back. We try not to, but just know that, just, just trust in we, we, We're doing this because we think it's the best thing for Sunderland as a club going forward and surviving as a club going forward. There might be something official come out in a couple of days from us. The only the only thing on the statement I'll acknowledge actually was the, quote, the timing of the demand was not obviously conductive to the immediate improvement of the first-team squad, close quote. We've taken seven points from nine. So don't put the, I'm not saying we should, anyone's taking credit for that, but don't put the performance of the players on us because evidence suggests it's had nothing to do with it.
1: Yeah, and... And also, Stuart Donald has told Phil Parkinson that whatever's happening off the pitch won't affect, um, and that's on record at a press conference spoken by Phil Parkinson last week. So that is not the case at all. Donald said um, it twice himself,
0: anyway. That, but it will make
1: a difference. Yeah, so it, make a di- so it will make a difference. So you don't have to worry about that, do you? If you take them at his word, so it's. You know, like Steve says, it wasn't a decision that like, you know, I think there's, you know, reading some stuff online and like Stephen says, you know, you do get, it's sometimes difficult not to not have a pop back, (laughs) you know, because, you know, your integrity is being questioned and, you know, Stuart Donald would probably argue the same. However, he's in a lot more influential position than we are um, as somebody who is the owner of a, you know, multi-million pound business. Um, in one of the you know the biggest spots in the world, so you know we put our heads above the, the parapet and put our tin hats on, and you know we didn't know if people would. You know we could have done the tweet thing and people would have gone, what are these idiots doing? But like Stephen says, that didn't happen. So there's a cross section of people who believe it strongly enough to to agree with it. So and that is why we did made one of the reasons we decided to do what we did because. You know, the 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 temperature, the fan base suggested that it was something that people were were feeling, and that's why we made the decision. And it was a risk, but I would argue probably not as risky as taking a chance on, you know, buying a football club and and hoping everything would be sorted in twelve months, and you'd be in the championship, and then you might sell it to somebody else. Um, I think speak speaking as a fan,
3: you know, forget about podcast and statements and things like that I think if you just look at it f- from my point of view you can see that the club isn't being run to its best of ability basically the f- the foundations just aren't there and it might be that they're getting rectified now but we're almost 18 months down the line and you know why haven't we had those things in place you just look at the you know the youth team and how many they have lost and it isn't just because we've lost a few games that, that, that people are feeling like this it's it's a culmination of, of not getting the summer right. Um, not making the right decisions in the January before that. And that, that all comes down to forward planning. Um, and, yeah, if they can get it right. Nobody, I'd never sit here and, you know, not want to work for Stuart Donald or, or Phil Partington. I want them to win every game and do everything they set out to do. But it's just, obviously, it hasn't been happening. Um, but, you know... Um, Results do yeah. make a big difference, and every you know, everyone. has got to back the yeah, manager. Exactly. You've got to. You've got to. Ba- you've got to back the manager,
0: um, which everybody will do.
1: Every, that's it. In it, I'll
0: back this money. I'll back this Phil Parkinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't but, post, but, but the don't, don't ask so, Phil Parkinson. The game, I'll back this
1: one at the game. People back what they see, and people people don't go at the game and start booing from minute one. No, you know when you look at the Bur- the Burton game as an example, that was brought on by factors. Not on the sta- not in the stands. So, and and the very next game, I was a bit think I was thinking people could be into them straight away, and they weren't. The atmosphere was pretty good, and 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 the and the team were backed by by the fans, and you'll always get that in the ground. Well, it, it, but outside it, of the ninety minutes, people have opinions on things that you know some of some are strong, and, and some may not agree with them. But I think everyone's coming from the place that they're...
0: At Doncaster in the concourse before the game, the chance were we won Parkley out, and we won Donald out in the concourse. From the first minute, the players were at it, and there was none of that in the stand. And everybody you know celebrated and clapped the players when they came over at the end of the game, because we're all fans and we all want us to win. And first and foremost, uh, the book stops with the players and the manager putting the right kind of application in to the match. So yeah.
1: we, that's happened you know, in the last three yeah, games. Yeah. Let's see where. And we don't going. get any. We don't get any. Uh, you know, it's it's. You know, seeing suggestions. You know that we've got ideas about our station, and it's because of. It's an ego thing, and you know what. I mean, what benefit is there to you as a as a person, and a human being, and having the as though you have to do something, that someone you know, term you as an extremist, which happened last night, and you think well. You know it bothers you, you know, because you're like, well, you, you're, you know, i difficult to sleep and stuff like that, because you think about it. It's like it's a, it's an, it's an important thing in a lot of people's lives. A football club, and you know, we, we got contact with a lot of Sunderland fans, and we made the decision to do what we did along with the others, based on the same feeling, that was derived from, and it's not an echo chamber because we don't follow many people, um, and people can send you information without you following them. So it's not like you're seeing things that people are saying. People are telling you things. So it's not it, it's not like an echo chamber situation or anything like that. I've heard somebody refer to things like that. but And people have different opinions, but, you know, it would be nice if some people give, you know, a lot of the lads are been going all their lives, and, you know, it's a massive part of their lives. I think Stuart Donald's been given the benefit of the doubt by some people, and I think, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's been here for 80 months. He's not a Sunderland fan. He's a businessman who's invested in a. you seen a business opportunity, and and this is the argument put forward for a lot of people. That's fine, but you know it'd be nice if somebody applied the same benefit of doubt that to some. You know, I know some people have been saying things like you know people involved aren't proper fans and who are there and all this. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we all bother some, doing this if we weren't Exactly, fans. we're all you know. Everyone's a massive. Everyone's you know it's a massive part of their lives and. You know, maybe if people gave us the benefit of doubt and other people involved the benefit of doubt. Mm. And, and then in time, and see what happens. And if you want happens. to agree
0: with us, if you want, if you don't, you know, back, you can start your own Donald in campaign. Exactly. So, so far that do, goes. So Nobody's stopping you from doing it. Exactly. Um, and just just remember, like Gareth said, uh, remember that last season when we got all these... It's interesting, the Wickham game, because that was one of the games, for some reason, the club decided to highlight and get people to turn up. Let's get the crowd as high as we can. And I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I like that. I liked when Charlie Methven was doing that and coming out and telling everybody how big the club was and saying how good the fans were. Let's get the crowd up because it's better for everybody. That stopped, remember, in, the, in, in time of time of the biggest game in years, the Portsmouth playoff game at home. Totally stopped. Ticket sales were down. We decided to do something about that because the club decided to stay quiet. We think, in our opinion, the club was staying quiet because we were trying to sell the club at that time. So... We did that. We went out of the way to do that. Got ex-players involved. And we, you don't do shit like that if you don't care about the club and you don't have the best interest at heart. Right? Well, anybody else? Absolutely. Anything else to add by anybody? No? Thanks for listening. <laughs>